Time management is a myth, but you can't manage time, but you can manage the choices that you make within that time. Welcome back to All or Nothing in Real Estate. I'm your host, Matt Smith, the founder of All or Nothing in Real Estate. As a reminder, this is a movement to give back to this amazing industry that's given so much to me and my family. Um, and as always, got the special co-host, Colin. Hey, everyone. I'm excited for today's podcast, as per usual, but particularly excited today because we got some more burning questions for the world of real estate. Colin, uh, to quote Colin, he said, I'm pumped for this one. So <laughs> <I am>. um, <laughs> what I'm excited about is that this is a Q&A um, mm-hmm. episode that he we gathered questions from from our viewers, from you guys. Um, and so I don't know what these questions are. So Colin's probably going to try to stump me, which is why he's pumped, but I'm down for it. So we're going to do live Q&A on um, some of the questions we asked was like, what are, what are you guys struggling with right now in the mm-hmm. marketplace? What questions do you have? If you were asked a real estate coach, what would, what would be a question you ask them? Those sorts of things. And so let's help solve some problems and answer some of those questions today. 100%. And these are from new uh, agents, experienced agents, and team leaders. So we're going to get a variety awesome. of pieces, uh, plenty of insight for everyone. Let's do it, man. Yeah. Let's dive in. And uh, all right. So question one, and this was a, a, a regular theme I was seeing with a lot of the newer agents. Uh, what's the greatest struggle you're having right now? And they said, uh, being overwhelmed with leads and follow-ups. A lot of it's just finding the perfect time management and the smart list handle the rest. How do our top agents close and juggle so many clients, um, and stay on top of prospect prospecting, um, besides having good time management, this is a bit of a worded question. So the main question is how do you, uh, how are our top agents able to juggle so much? Okay. So a couple things. First and foremost, time management is a myth. You can't manage time. We all get the same 24 hours in a day. We all get the same seven days a week. What you can do is manage the choices that you make within that time. Mm-hmm. So quit thinking time management and start thinking choice management. Time management is a myth, but you, you can't manage time, but you can manage the choices that you make within that time. And so what do top agents do? Top agents make better decisions. And so what I have found common with through my journey and through other uh, people that I've coached, people on the team, as they go through the ladder of success through real estate is first thing that people want in real estate is money, right? Mm -hmm. And then over time, that money turns into my want is I want more time. And so getting money is the easy part in real estate, believe it or not. It's how to keep that money going in and get your time back. And so I think that's where a lot of people struggle is because, um, like I'll give you my personal journey. When I started in real estate, I worked daylight to dark Mm -hmm. and then some, um, and it was just, it was what I had to do to get going. Um, and it's part of the business. It's part of the grind to get started in real estate. It's a really hard business to get going, but once you get going, if you do the right things, you manage time, it can continue going for you. And so, um, what I would encourage you to do is find those activities that are closest to the dollar. Mm -hmm. And so meaning what are the activities that are going to get you the most result? For example, are you protecting your prospecting each and every day? Are you protecting your follow-up each and every day? I literally made a post on this today. If you give me 15 hours a week, you will dominate any real estate market. 15 hours a week. I call it the 15-hour work week. I just came up with it. 15-hour work week. And I promise you, if you follow a 15-hour work week, you do it with the right intention, with the right guidance, the right leads, the right support system, you will dominate any real estate market. So it starts like this. You have 15 minutes. Let's talk about the choices you make with your time, Mm -hmm. right? 15 hours a week is all I'm saying. 15 hours a week to freedom in this business. 
you start with 15 minutes of educating yourself on the current stats of the marketplace. You have to have them internalize. I got to know what's going on with interest rates, what's going on with our local market. If I'm not educated, I can't educate others. Educate yourself first. There's too many uneducated agents. They say, I don't know what conversations to have. It's because you don't have the right education. So educate yourself daily. <laughs> Just because you learned it last week, the market changes daily. You need to master the education. So educate yourself daily. Number two is you need to have a huddle of some sort with some support, somebody that is a support system for you. Here's what I'm going to do today. It's an accountability check-in. It's a, here's the questions I had from yesterday. 15 minutes huddling with your team, with your leader, with your coach, somebody, right? Then you need 30 minutes of role play. So role play current objection, role play problems that you're having in your business. So that's an hour a day, right? Mm -hmm. First hour. That's your first hour. Your next hour is one hour of prospecting. Prospecting is new business. Who can I talk to that I haven't talked to that I can help generate business from? I need to prospect for new business. One hour each and every day. That doesn't mean open up your CRM and fumble through and maybe call three people because you do all of this reviewing of managing and organizing your database. That's not prospecting. Prospecting is you have a call list and it's a numbers game. Go, go, go. Mm -hmm. Pretend it's a call night. It's you want it's a contact sport. You have to be efficient with that time. Know what script you just role played for who you're going to be calling, mm -hmm. and you know exactly what you're going to say to everybody that you call because you're calling the same category of people. Your next hour is follow up. Now that's where you can get a little more. I need to see what my last conversation was with Colin mm -hmm. because I've already talked to Colin. He said he wanted to buy or sell real estate. I need to give him value and follow up with him. Right. So one hour prospecting, one hour follow up. You do those three hours each and every day. You will have more business than you know what to do within 90 days. The cool thing about it is anyone can do it, mm -hmm. but not everyone will. Most people won't mm -hmm. because they'll make excuses. Well, it's not it doesn't take all that. It's mm -hmm. too hard. You want me to call people every single day? Yes, I do. It's a contact sport. If you want to win in this marketplace, if you want to dominate in this marketplace, you give me three hours a day, you will be successful. That, that sounds too good to be true on the surface. You're like 15 hour work week. I'd, like forget 40, 15 hours. But the way that you broke that down, I thought was really uh, unique in that you per the order that you have uh, put these in has purpose. You said 15 minutes, yep. figure out what's going on. Because if you're not educated, you're not going to be able to speak on it. Then with that information, based on what's happening in your market, go out, role play it. So if you have an objection yep. that's happening, you're able to say, hey, this is what I'm seeing in the market, right? Or this is what we're seeing in the market Your right now. Your role play could even be what education and how am I going to pass that value to my consumers yep. today? That's what you could be role playing, mm -hmm. right? 100%. And then do you take it to the next step? Now that you practice, you know it, you practice it, now go out, do it. Start prospecting for that full yep. hour and then follow up to, to finish it off. Yep. And so I want to add more to this question. So the next part of that was how do I stay out of overwhelm? Most people are in overwhelm because they're unorganized and they're trying to do it all at once. Go back and listen to our episode on the power list. Create a power list and stick to it. Don't try to do it. We, so we overestimate what we can do in a day and we underestimate what we can do in a year. Quit procrastinating the shit that you know that you need to get done. Do the priorities and do them each and every day and overwhelm will disappear. Mm. Are you working efficiently? Are you working effectively? And are you controlling the controllables? When the market changes, when things change and things get tough, people try to focus on things outside of their control. And that's where stress comes from and stress leads to overwhelm. Stay out of overwhelm. Like nothing, human beings freeze when you're in overwhelm. Mm -hmm. So if you're in overwhelm, do less and just do it really fucking well. Mm -hmm. That's it. 
That's why I broke it down to 15 hours. Yeah. Now, are you going to have appointments and do you need to nail those appointments? Do you know how to have a listing presentation? Do you need to have a great buyer's presentation? Absolutely. All those things, you're going to have appointments outside of those 15 hours. Right. But you're not going to make it in this business if you don't continue prospecting and follow up to fill your pipeline. <laughs> That's where agents fail is they quit doing what works because it works. You get a little bit of success. You stop doing the prospecting because it's hard mm -hmm. or because I have three showings today, so I can't prospect bullshit every day without fail. Give me three hours working on the business and you have more business than you could ever imagine. I mean, that perfectly answers that. It's like be consistent every yes. single day. Basically, your, your real estate gym. Go to it every day. Right. No, no days off. I'm going to. And let me bring up the next question, and then we'll keep moving. And we kind of hit that one. Early. All right, I like this one. Make sure you give Alex a note to edit this. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Solid. Next question. Uh, how to creatively find more homes to list? Uh, working expired, searching uh, FISBOs, et cetera. How do I get creative with getting new listings? I love this question. So whoever asked this question, first and foremost, great question. Um, a bad question would have been, how do I get more listings, right? Yeah. But how do I get creative so that I can get more listings? I love it. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the things I spoke about on stage at RiseCon was four steps to double your listings. And... One of them, going back to the last question, mm -hmm. the first step one is narrow your focus. When you narrow your focus, you expand your potential. Quit trying to do everything at once. Find one thing that is very important that you are good at that's going to move the needle and do it phenomenally well consistently over a period of time. Sounds simple because it is, but it works. So as an example, if one of your focuses in this person's case is how do I get listings? Number one, each and every day, your first focus is how do I get more listings? Mm -hmm. Who do I need to follow up with? Who do I need to call? What creative things do I need to do that I'll get to in a second? And that's, that's on my power list each and every day. How do I generate more listings? Everything else is secondary. Mm -hmm. And it's important we notate this. If everything is important, nothing is important. So if your number one priority is to get listings, you're going to miss some opportunity and that's going to freak some people out. Well, what if this one buyer falls in my lap and I'm not able to show because I'm prospecting for listings? Oh, well, what's your priority? Is it really your priority? And are you willing to have the guts and the courage to stick it out for the long run? Mm -hmm. And if you do, the opportunities that you will receive will last you a lifetime. But you have to push through and you have to realize sometimes in order to get the opportunities that you want in life, you have to say no to some things. <laughs> and so narrow your focus. Number two, what makes you unique? I love this one. This one is what I did the most of my talk on. Um, so I'll try to keep this part short because mm -hmm. this is really passionate. I'm really passionate about this part. But you have to have unique selling propositions. So here's what I tell agents to do. Ask yourself. If you were on a listing presentation and you knew you were competing against five other agents and the seller just point blank asked you, Colin, why should I list with you? What do you say? It's elevator uh, pitch at this point. You've got 30 seconds to deliver the value you bring to the table. Otherwise, they're zoning out. They're like, this. How many real estate agents do that gave me the Colin face that you just gave me <laughs> and freeze and panic? Oh, shit. What? Huh? Yeah. Right. And so the, and even those that don't, 
they will give me responses such as, well, I'm honest. I work really hard. I have integrity. I'll do the right thing. Well, you better. Like that, is that not the standard across the board? It's like that's not a unique selling proposition about you. Here's the problem. Most agents think that makes them unique, and maybe it does. In our marketplace, there was a time where that made us unique. Guess what? People copy you, right? Um, and anyway, um, the, the point being is even if that does make you unique, to Colin's point, he's heard me talk on this yes. before. Is Sorry, that I'm cheating. <laughs> even, even if that does make you unique, shouldn't that be what the client expects? Mm-hmm. They, are, they are asking you to help them sell the biggest asset of their life. Shouldn't you have integrity? Shouldn't you be honest? Shouldn't you be willing to work hard? That's what they should expect. That should be the barrier to entry in this business. So what I'm asking you is what can you do to do all of those things that you should do, but how can you take it to the next level? You'll do those things and then what? What makes you unique? What makes you valuable? Why should they choose you? And if you really nail that down, I promise you those appointments, those phone calls, those conversations that you have, you will no longer be waiting on the seller to tell you when they're ready. You will have an offer that is so good, they feel stupid saying no. Mm-hmm. Instead of spending your time trying to convince people to say yes, create offer and value so good that they feel stupid saying no. And then you're playing a whole new game. So back back to the question, yeah. right? Um, is that how do you get creative? Mm-hmm. Create creative in value is huge. Um, and there we'll do more on that. So stay tuned, reach out to me. I'm happy to share resources on that. Um, we'll probably do a webinar series, something mm-hmm. on that because there's just so much to unpack there that I can't do it in this episode. Well, but you, have, you, you've narrowed it down to two things so far that you're saying, narrow your focus, yes. make this the main, is it the most important thing? Cause keep it the most important thing. Yes. And then also when you come across that, um, when an opportunity arises, you're ready to go. You've got your elevator pitch. You're sure. like, this is, geez, not only am I ready for it. I'm so excited. I'm throwing the microphone around. Um, not only when you find it, but you're ready for it the yep. minute it pops up. Well, yes, 100%. You, got it. you better be ready, right? In this marketplace, when you got someone you're on the phone, you better maximize that freaking opportunity. <laughs> and if you're not ready to do that, Go back to question number one. You better educate yourself. You better role play. Mm-hmm. You better have those things nailed and dialed in. This market is no longer a market where you can practice on your clients. Mm-hmm. You just can't do it. Number one, they deserve better anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but number two is you have to be good in this marketplace. And guess what? You should be good. You are helping them sell or, the, or buy the biggest purchase or sale of their life. You should be good. You should be skilled. It should be hard, right? Like, get over it. Um, suck it up, Buttercup. But anyway, um, my speech at uh, RiseCon was as uh, my theme was wake up, wake up, wake up call. Mm. Agents, you need to wake up, wake the hell up. Mm. Like it was so damn good for so damn long that we got comfortable, we got lazy, we got fat and lazy and spoiled. You need to wake up in this marketplace. And agents that think this marketplace is hard, I challenge you, look in the mirror and say, is this marketplace really that hard, or? Am I not willing to do the chain, make the changes and do the activities necessary to win in this marketplace? Which one of those two are more true for you? I would be willing to bet most of you the second is more true. Mm-hmm. It is not the market's fault. There are going to be people that win in this market and win at an extremely high level 
because they're willing to look in the mirror and say, you know what, the market's going to change. What can I control? I'm going to change my behaviors. I'm going to change my mindset. I'm going to change my outlook. And they're going to dominate in this marketplace while you're sitting around wondering when is the market going to get better? So wake up. Um, in addition to that, yeah. let's get back to the questions. So How can creative, I get creative with creative listings? Expireds are yep. going to be a thing. You better have a plan for expireds. Um, here's some tips. Number one, get a software that gives you expireds data. Hmm. Call them each and every day. Make sure they link with your CRM. Fortune's in the follow-up. Number two, expired letters. Yes, I'm going old school. Hmm. Imagine your home expires and two days later, you get a letter in the mail. I've called you twice, send you texts, send you different things, and then you get a letter in the mail with the same brand, the same value proposition that makes mm -hmm. us stand out, and it says something to the effect of the top it. Colin, sometimes even the finest of homes don't sell. Mm -hmm. has a picture of your personal house and has a message about how we do things differently and we would love an opportunity to put your home on the market. You can have your guarantees. You can have your unique selling propositions. What makes you stand out in that letter? And then expires will even call you. We've done it. We've proven it. Yep. It works. It works really well if you follow up after the letter with a did you get call. And then you send a video text and you just you prospect them like crazy. So expires are going to be a thing again. Number two, um, for sell by owners, if they're still in your market, like those two are very like that. People forgot how to go after expires and for sell by owners. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, let's think. Well, you've what gone else? straight up to the houses that sell, say for sale by owner. Yeah. I've seen you do it in the wild that you're like. Let me go up and knock and see if they need any. Oh help. yeah, if I if I'm driving and I'm not in a rush and I see Fizbo sign, yeah. I stop and knock on the door. Mm -hmm. Why not? Yeah, we were out door knocking for um, for an open house. I was with the team door knocking and there's a Fizbo and everyone's like, "Oh, stay away from there." I'm like, "No, we're gonna go. We're gonna list this house, not just invite them to our open house. We're gonna list this one too. Mm -hmm. We're gonna tell them we'll do an open house on theirs also. Yeah, right. Like it's you just have to get creative and be willing to be told no, mm -hmm. have the tough conversations, and so. Uh, what else can you do? Um, here's a free tip and reach out to me if this interests you. I can get you a discount to the best seller lead generation platform that I've ever seen in the business. It's called Fellow. I have a unique code that I can get you a discount. Reach out to me. I can get you a discount. I personally know the owner um, and it takes and nurtures your database for you. It gives you it calls real sellers info that tells you all these people that are in your database that are thinking about selling the home. It gives you a score of how likely they are to list. Mm. It tells you all the, what they bought the home for, what the estimated home is worth. So it shows equity for them. It also shows transparency of Colin came on a site and requested a home value. And he told us that he was not thinking about listing for six months, but he just listed with agent ABC two days ago. Mm. It gives transparency to all of that, um, in addition to landing pages, QR codes, a lot of other mm -hmm. value, but it's uh, the best bang for your buck for sellers. We're all in on it. And mm -hmm. so if you're interested in learning that, reach out to me. I'm happy to, to share that info, but that, that'll that really help you get creative. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't use Fellow, if you have something else like um, HomeBot or Real Scout or whatever it may be that you're using, just use whatever it is you have available to you mm -hmm. to maximize seller lead generation. I think seller lead generation has been a thing of the, like people don't focus on it because it's hard. Mm -hmm. Buyer lead generation is easy, but what can you think about? Um, how can I turn the buyer leads into seller leads? Mm -hmm. Because most people are looking to buy a house right now. I'd be willing to bet that 50, 60, 70% of them probably have a house to sell. Mm -hmm. 
right? Like, I don't know what the number is. Right. Maybe I'm half off. Maybe it's only 25%, but still there's 25% increase in your seller leads. If you treat your buyer leads like sellers. Hmm. And so just, you want to get creative. That's how you get creative. Um, have great conversations to dig deep with the opportunities that you do have mm-hmm. to see if they're interested in selling. And then if you have unique value propositions, you can you kind of dangle the carrot, so to speak. Yes. One other one that I want to mention is when you're talking about how to generate seller business, how do we get unique or creative? What about we just give value to our past clients? Hmm. So I call it easy CMA. So it's a very simple process we've created. Again, I'm happy to share it. Maybe Colin can link it in the show yep. notes. I think we have a lead magnet for it, Colin, that we can share. Got it. Um, but it's our easy CMA process. And it's a very meticulous process that we will give you for free um, that takes you through how do you do a CMA for your client. And it's a quick one, right? It's not, it doesn't take three hours to do it. It's three minutes, right? And it's an estimation of value. And the approach that we take is your home's an investment. And so as a real estate professional, what if you could actually be like an advisor for your past clients and you gave them an update on their investment and you mm-hmm. let Colin know he bought his house a year ago, home prices increased 12% year over year. And so your home is that you bought for $200,000 is out now actually worth $224,000. Colin, were you aware? And here's some other comparables that mm-hmm. prove that. I know you're probably not interested in selling. That's fine. I just wanted to give you an update on the value of your home. And when I'm seeing that update on a regular basis, I'm starting to look forward to those because every time that yep. I see it, I'm like, my house is worth more. My house is worth more. My house is worth more. Yeah. And what that will turn into is their sales dialogue around that, mm-hmm. that you should role play and educate yourself on, right? Mm-hmm. Back to the other process, but that you can turn that conversation that is just a value add conversation into Colin is now curious. What can he do with that extra $24,000? And let's say that he bought it two years ago and the market increased 20%. Well, now that's $40,000, Yeah. right? And I'm telling you right now, we have more equity in today's real estate market in the, than in the history of the United States. I'm going to say that again. Today's real estate market has more equity in the history of the United States real, real estate market has ever had. Everybody has equity in their, in their homes. Mm-hmm. Homes have appreciated for the last 12 years and they've done it very rapidly. Everybody has equity in their home, everybody. And it's significant amounts of equity. So why are they not selling? Mm-hmm. It's not number one. They probably don't know how much equity they have. And number two of interest rates. And so have you been the resource that's been the value to help them build a plan for what that looks like? Mm-hmm. We did a whole nother podcast yep. on how to build a plan. Go back and listen to that one. Um, so I don't have to repeat myself, but guys, you, you need to be the professional and you need to get like this person asked a great question. How do I get creative to get seller business, provide more value. That's creativity. Because sellers right now in today's marketplace, they have the upper hand. Sometimes they just don't know it. And there's people that we've talked to that have $80,000 in equity that they did not know. And that money changed their life. Jeez. Right? Like, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And are you being that advisor? So imagine you have, I said your home's an investment. Mm-hmm. Here's a real quick analogy. Let's say that Colin invests into a retirement account. Wouldn't it be nice if Colin's retirement account advisor called him once a quarter and let him know where he stood on his investments? Hey, Colin, just want to update you, let you know where you stand. Mm-hmm. What if we could do that for Colin in his house? 
And that's just the consistent messaging. Mm-hmm. And it's not, we're not asking Colin for nothing. Mm-mm. We're just giving and giving and giving. And then, you know, on the one year anniversary, when I really think that it's time for Colin to do something, instead of just sending it via email and a phone call, maybe I just stop by Colin's house with a gift, knock mm-hmm. on the door and say, hey, I just want to hand deliver this one. As a matter of fact, would you mind if I just come in and give you more accurate value while I'm here? Mm-hmm. Right, like, hey, oh, you updated the yeah, kitchen exactly. You know, there we go, hundred percent. Yeah, and what is that going to? I'm building relationships, and that is, if Colin's going to sell his house now, who's he going to call? Hundred percent, because you delivered month after month after month. You planted that seed every month. We're continuing to yes. water it. Yeah, I mean, and then it's time. It's harvest. Like, That's right. And so it's it. There's there's so many opportunities to get listings, and I could talk about this subject for for days. Um, but I would just wrap it up with opportunities are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Creativity is everywhere. Be careful with this question. I love the question, but remember my tip number one earlier, you have to narrow your focus. Yes. And so find those two to three things that is your strategy. That is your spot where you think you will excel, mm-hmm. work great for your marketplace, for your business and go all in on those things. Mm-hmm. What's the brain of this podcast? All or nothing in real estate. Giant words on the wall there if for you a can't, reason. If you can't give it your all, don't do it. Don't half-ass it. Mm-hmm. Don't try to do 15 different strategies all at once. Find two or three that you know will work, that fill the gaps in your business, and do them phenomenally well for a consistent period of time. Mm-hmm. Man, that, that had so many different layers and a- answered it in so many different ways. Um, I'm sure that's going to answer your question. If you have additional questions around that, uh, reach out to us and let us know. But... 10 out of 10 answer. <laughs> With that major bump on my mic. All right, next one. Ooh, I like this one. Okay. Last question. Yep. All right, let's make this the last question. This is for leaders uh, okay. in the world of real estate right now. If you're a team leader, how are you providing value and attracting agents in this market? If you are a team leader, how are you providing value and attracting agents? I love it. So, there's a magnitude of ways that you can do it. Number one, leaders, listen up. Agents need you right now. They need leaders to step up. There are so many agents. I mean, the last that I saw was 60,000. I saw another meme. Who knows if it's true? I haven't fact-checked it. That There's 100,000 agents this year that got out of the business. Hmm. And so let's say it's somewhere in the middle. There's a lot of agents that don't have the leadership, don't have the coaching, don't have the structure, don't have the education, don't have the processes in order to win in this marketplace. I left out an important word. They don't have the accountability. So leaders, first and foremost, here's what people are attracted to. They're attracted to success. And how do you help your people become successful? The word in that question was attraction. Mm -hmm. I love it. How do you attract more people? You attract more successful people by being successful by having a proven track record. Mm -hmm. You want proven people in your organization? Prove that you deserve proven people. Hmm. So teach your people that you have now to be successful. And part of that is giving them and arming them with the right information, Mm -hmm. number one. But number two, you have to hold them accountable. You see, I believe accountability is the highest form of love you can show an individual. And sometimes love comes in the form of tough love. And that tough love has to be delivered carefully, has to be delivered in a curiosity, not judgment. Um, But if you can help them self-actualize and self-realize the holes and gaps they have in their business and they're willing to be held accountable to what they want and why they want it, Mm -hmm. they can accomplish anything, especially in this marketplace. You see, I think that a lot of agents are running away from this business 
versus running towards it. Hmm. And so what I mean by that is what I'm coaching agents to do is embrace the struggle. Like, what are you trying to, you're trying to run away from the market changes. That's not, that's not going to happen. Like the changes are here and they're going to get worse before they get better. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. So like I said earlier, wake up, suck it up, buttercup. The good news is you go back to my 15 hour work week plan. If you follow this proven plan, Mm -hmm. I promise you, you will be successful, but are you willing to do the work? Because the work looks different today than it did then. (laughs) And so there's a lot of places I could unpack. So are you, as a leader, have you set the proper expectations? (laughs) What is required in this marketplace for you to win? Proper expectations. Number two, do you have the training, the support, the systems, the technology that this market requires? Do they have the opportunity to be successful inside of your organization? Mm -hmm. Number three, are you willing to hold them accountable to the standards and the requirements that it takes for them to win in this marketplace. Mm-hmm. That's the three-step ingredient. Like, let's keep it simple. Yeah. Like, you have got to hold them accountable to what they want. So um, I think that's kind of the three steps. And I think that there's so much more that I could unpack there. But as I'm processing, the most important thing to keep it simple is right expectations, the right value from a leader to the agent, right? Mm-hmm. So I look at uh, a lot of team leaders get this mixed, get this wrong. Agents are not your customers. I used to say, you know what, come work, come work with me. Mm-hmm. And I still believe in working with me, not for me. However, it's a different type. Here's why I say that. So leaders, Colin, you be the leader in this scenario. Okay. Finish this statement. The customer is always right. So does that mean if your agent is your customer, the agent's always right? <laughs> what kind of leader am I if the agents are always right? Do the agents, if the agents always have the right answer, then am the, I really the leader that they need? No, you're not the leader. There. So instead of looking at your agents as customers, which I understand it's done with great intentions. Right. I did it myself, yeah. but I've changed our language. Colin's heard me talk to our agents mm-hmm. this way. Agents are not our customers. They're not my clients. They're my business partners. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Sometimes as a business partner, we have a tough conversation Yep. because you said you came in here and you wanted X, Y, Z. I'm here to help you accomplish it. Let's do it together. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that looks like hard work. Sometimes it looks like tough conversations. Sometimes that looks like, you know what, going open-minded, saying, Matt, I'm struggling. Can you help me? <laughs> right? Like that, the agents have to meet the leaders halfway. But I also think I'm just unpacking this, yes. right? There's a lot of layers to this. Um, and I'm always at conferences. I'm always learning from amazing people way smarter than me. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've, that's been consistent recently, and it's really spoke to me as a leader, is that leaders need to get out of their ivory tower. So what do I mean by that? This market the last three to five years has been just, if you were a leader of any sort with any growth mindset, guess what you did? You grew and you grew like crazy. What that does is that creates you, forces you to, if you have a growth mindset, which you're listening to this, I'm assuming you do. That means that you you grew fast, you grew rapidly. And when you grow rapidly, you have growing pains. They all the memes say if you're a leader, you got to create leverage, right? I believe as leaders, we are over leveraged and we need to go back and get our hands dirty. Hmm. And we need to find what are the things that we are really, really good at. As a leader, what is your superpower? What is your core competency? What do you do really, really well that moves the needle for your organization? And go back and do that and own it. And I think you should pick three of those. 
And I think that you should own those and you need to get back in the trenches and you need to work alongside your people and get out of your ivory tower steering the boat. Mm-hmm. You, As an example, if I were to ask you as a leader, I ask myself this, and I'll give you my, my answer and how mm-hmm. I answered it. As a leader, if I were to compare when I first started the team, am I working as hard for the mission now as I was then? Hmm. And my answer was a resounding hell no. I work really hard, but nowhere close to what I did to build what we have. And I believe if you want to be a leader that attracts the talent that I think this person is after, Mm -hmm. you have to be willing to work that hard or harder in these times, even if times are good for you. And I think what happens is when times get good, we all kind of take our foot off the gas. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really hard. I talked about agents changing. Leaders, this goes for us too. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to get back into that mode. Like whenever I was working the hardest, like my choices for dinner were ramen noodles or ramen noodles, right? Um, Sometimes hot water. You know, yeah. <laughs> as um, and, but it's, I, I'm, I'm fortunate to have a lot of amazing things in my life now. And so I find other ways to stay motivated and other ways to get back to that work ethic. And it's really hard for me. So agents, I get it. It's hard to make that change. But think about it from this perspective. Leaders, if you were an agent, who would you want to work for? Would you want to work for the person that's working right alongside you and still outworking you, even though they're leader of the company? Or would you want to work for the person that's sit back with their feet on the desk, just counting the money, mm-hmm. and every now and then they may show up, right? Like, I want the person that's working right alongside me. I want the person that's in the trenches with me. Mm-hmm. And that's the person that I'm committed to being. And you want to attract talent. You want to attract agents. You want agents to work, do the extra work this market requires. It starts with us. Mm-hmm. The speed of the leader determines the pace of the pack. And so how do you attract new agents? You become attractable. Attractive. There we go. Attractable, attractive. Attractive, yeah. Yeah. But you become attractive, and then people are attracted to you. So how do you become attractive? If you were an agent, what would you want? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, do that. It's pretty simple. Again, like, everybody wants all these complex answers. And I had a conversation with someone at the event that I was at. He's asking, about, asking me about coaching and different things and had a great conversation with him. But he said, you just make it sound so simple. And I said, and you make it sound like that's a bad thing. Hmm. And he said, well, what do you mean? I said, you should pay me extra because I make it simple. Hmm. If I gave you something that was a big calculus equation, would you do it? Here's a 73-step process what? for how you – here's – one step here's three step process here's yeah. my 15 hour pro uh a week i promise you i could break things down and make them a 58 step process mm-hmm. or i could give you the three steps that are the most important that i know will work mm-hmm. which one will you be more likely to do and have better success with mm-hmm. and so i think that sometimes we discount the simplification of things mm-hmm. but really it's probably way more valuable mm-hmm. and so i am per- we talked about it here's transparency before we started this podcast we were moving cameras around and colin said hey matt actually you may have a good idea every now and then or something to that effect (laughs) he has a couple (laughs) and i what it was was i said well we're just over complicating where the cameras are let's keep it simple Mm -hmm. why do we have to zoom in let's move the cameras closer Mm -hmm. right like we could have had this new software and we do this new thing to crop mm-hmm. it. And we like, it just overcomplicates it. Simplify and this business it. is complicated enough. This market is complicated enough. Mm-hmm. Simple solves the complex. Mm-hmm. So simplify it. Um, back to the question, read the question one more time and I'll, I'll wrap this <laughs> yeah. up. It's uh, if you're a team leader, 
how are you uh, providing value and attracting agents in this market? Something right. real quick before you yep. jump in, I want to uh, just highlight what it is that you're saying. Uh, a big part of this is narrow your focus across the board, but particularly with this question, you're saying, what do agents need in this market? How can you become yep. that? So look at what is an agent struggling with right now? And also this creates a ripple effect. If you as a leader are hitting that work ethic that you're talking about, what do you think, what kind of agents, or how's that going to impact your agents in that, your current business? They're going to mirror you. That's right. They're going to up their work ethic. What's that going to do, do for other people that follow you, do what you do, not what you say. Exactly. And what is that going to create as far as attracting other agents? People who have similar mindsets. So yep. not only are you going to get more agents, you're going to get quality agents that already see your culture. They're seeing what you're doing. And so they're going to be a great fit. It's not 100%. just going to be these, you know, random people that are like, Oh, I kind of want to get into real estate. Yeah. Yeah. So I think one of the things there was to be attractive. I can't think I covered that, but yep. how do you provide value to agents? Mm -hmm. Number one, are you generating opportunities? Number two, are you educating them? And so again, let's go to simplification. Here's a process that I realized that I went through is sometimes I talked over and still do um, the agents, not saying that I'm more educating them or any of that, but what I didn't do was they're still in the trenches with the clients and I'm reading an article. I'm taking something from an, an event and bringing it back to them without adjusting the message to our marketplace, mm -hmm. to our agents. And so simplify those processes and make it duplicatable, meaning let's go as simple as how good are your lead follow-up processes right now? Mm -hmm. Do you have templates that everyone sends the exact same text? Do you have templates that everyone has the exact same script in the exact same time and the exact same time frame? Mm -hmm. Like, does everyone call the same? Like, what is your database management policy? Mm -hmm. And is it duplicatable and scalable? Or is it kind of loosey-goosey how most agents run because you didn't really have to have it in the pandemic market? Well, now I believe you do. And it has to be buttoned up and has to be zoomed, like it has to be dialed in and duplicatable where everyone can grab and gra grab it and drop it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's super valuable. Um, education is super important. So we have, we have meetings, multiple meetings every week. We have a huddle every morning. We have a role play every day. We have a sales meeting every week that is super valuable on sales tactics. We have a lunch and learn every single week. Like it's, mm -hmm. we have a training every Thursday, like it's education, education, education. Um, and so you have to make sure that you have the education to provide to your, to your people. Um, let's think what other value, what does your brand say to the marketplace right now? Hmm. If you were to walk down the street and you were a new person that moved to town and, and you asked, hey, Colin, what do you what do you what could you tell me about Matt Smith Real Estate Group? Mm -hmm. What brand do you have in the marketplace? So I believe that um, agents focus a lot on lead generation, which is mm -hmm. awesome. But what I'm proud of is that we've built a brand mm -hmm. that the community trusts that I'm not afraid to go to Walmart and like, I don't go to Walmart, but it's not because I'm hiding from people. I actually, my wife told me five, six years ago, I'm not going to Walmart with you anymore. It's because I just kept getting stopped by clients and I just couldn't shop. Mm -hmm. And like, I hate Walmart. So it was a, it was a win-win. Um, sorry, I don't get to see my clients as much anymore, but like, it's because of the brand and reputation that you built. And so I think a lot of people discount that. Like we focus in today's world on lead generation and I'm going to just go pay Zillow. I'll pay this. I'll right. do that. And don't get me wrong. We do all of that too. Mm -hmm. But what if you had worked on your brand behind the scenes of what does your company stand for? Mm -hmm. Who are you to the community? And I think that not only does that provide value to the agents, it makes their conversion of those leads, those opportunities easier, mm -hmm. 
but it also makes you more attractive. And yes. so it, it covers both parts of that. Well, because if you have a really strong relationship with leaders in the industry, if anyone could talks about, whenever anyone talks about real estate, are you the first person who yep. comes to mind? If they say, you know, I've been thinking about buying a house. If you have such a strong relationship in uh, your community, then they'll say, oh, you should check out Matt Smith. They'll take care of you. Yep. Or I was thinking about becoming a real estate agent. Matt Smith, you know, I, I know them. They're really good. I see them at events all the time. Yep. You built up that reputation. You're the first uh, person on the list. Yeah. And one more thing, and this goes back to earlier. I don't remember what question and answers, but this answers something from earlier if you help, can help yeah. fill in that gap. Um, but one of the things, too, that I think um, teams or brokerages or leaders discount is the value that you bring with the amazing operations support that teams have. Mm -hmm. So as an example, I was talking about unique selling propositions earlier, mm -hmm. and I shared one of my favorite quotes from the stage when I was doing this presentation is value unarticulated is value unappreciated. I think as agents, we do a terrible job at articulating our value to the consumer, mm -hmm. and then we get mad at them that they don't understand our value. They're trying to cut my commission. Do they know what they do? What I do for them? They don't. Mm -mm. That's why they're trying to cut your commission. And so instead of being mad at them, hold up the mirror and say, what can I do better to articulate the value yep. I bring so that they think they're getting a deal even though they're paying me more than anyone else? <laughs> That's a different mindset shift. So now, leaders, how can we apply that not only to our marketing message but also your business partners as your agents? Mm -hmm. Are you articulating and providing enough value to them to where they're like, I know that like I could probably get a better split somewhere, but I would miss out on all this value and there's no way I would sell as many houses. I wouldn't have as much mm -hmm. free time. Like, are you articulating the value that you bring to your agents? Mm -hmm. And I think a value that we bring is if you have a great support staff and support system, you don't have to babysit transactions. One of the things earlier was overwhelm. Yeah. A great transaction team, a great listing coordination team gets rid of overwhelm. Because guess what? I get it under a contract and it's not, I don't say this as like, I forgot about the client, but I sort of do because my job is to go out and go find more clients because yep. I have people that I trust that are doing a better job that I could do at nurturing that relationship from the contract to close. Yep. And I'm going to go get more business. And so that time freedom that it allows for me to go get more business, I think is very undervalued and isn't articulated very much from a leader perspective. Mm -hmm. So I love that piece on articulating your value so quickly. So elevator pitch, 30 seconds, yep. whether you're an agent or a leader, you need to be able to articulate the value that you bring quickly, effectively across the board and make sure that they understand it, not just you. Yep. Because it's easy to say, well, I know everything that I bring. Do they get that in 30 seconds and understand how valuable that yep. is? And you have to, and, um, you have to treat everyone like they are a third grader. Mm -hmm. Not And what I mean by that is, can you break down your message to where a third grader would understand it? Mm -hmm. And if a third grader can understand it, I promise you your clients can. If you're using big words to try yes. to sound more professional or something like that, and it loses the heart of actually what it is, then you've shot yourself in the foot. Yep. Last, last piece of advice, and this is one of my big takeaways from last event. It's called ROR. ROR. One of the things, and Colin hopefully remembers this, is when we did our go-to-the-board session, I, I shared a theme mm -hmm. of what we are doing for Q4. Our theme of Matt Smith Real Estate Group is what? Relationships. It's relationships. Because I believe that relationships are what is going to pull us through these tough times. And I think that relationships with the agents, relationships with the community, relationships with the clients, like I can go on and on and on. And what I learned at this event was there was it was on display as we talk about 
from team leaders' perspective, from agent perspective, return on investment all the time. Mm -hmm. What about our return on our relationships? Are we really investing into those relationships as heavily as we need to be? Mm. And I really think it's time to double and triple down on your relationships that you have with agents, with um, vendors, with community, et cetera, because relationships never lose. Mm -hmm. And so instead of just calculating return on investment, what is your return on your relationships in this marketplace? When mm -hmm. times get tough, sometimes you need to know the right people, be in the right rooms with the right guidance, et cetera. thousand percent. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for questions for today. I think that was fantastic. We hit new agents. We hit experienced agents and leaders. Cool. One, two, three. Um, if you guys have uh, additional questions, post on Facebook, DM us on uh, Instagram, uh, reach out anywhere across the board. and We'll continue answering questions as this market. Yeah, I, li uh, I like doing this rapid fire. Um, yeah. And maybe we'll even do some live in the private group. By the way, if you're not a part of our private group on Facebook, you need to be. Um, we do some exclusive content in there. Um, we'll probably start doing some live Q&As in there, for to sure. be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, guys, I appreciate your questions. I appreciate your support and following us. Mm -hmm. This is a movement to give back to this industry. And I think this industry needs it right now. It's mm -hmm. proven, not theory. These are real things that we are doing, other people are doing, that we're coaching, that I'm in rooms with other people are doing amazing things. And so as always, hope you got value. All I ask of you, just share this with a friend. This is a movement to give back. Share this with other people. I know people can get value from this stuff. So share it with them. Let's continue growing this movement. I appreciate you guys, and we'll see you next time.